When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Roma League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Rome. Today's episode, we're going to take a look back at the NFC and AFC West divisions as offseason starts to wind down. Give my take on how much each team improved and how I see the division stacking up this upcoming fall. Obviously, there was a lot of big-time moves in that West this year, and they should be two of the most competitive divisions in the whole National Football League. Having said all that, let's get started. Guys, are you looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. BlueChew is also an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, all done online. BlueChew's tablets, made in the United States, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LEAGUE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LEAGUE, L-E-A-G-U-E, to receive your first month free. Um, firstly, you're going to talk about the um, minicamp for Washington. Uh, it started this week. Um, by all accounts, it seemed like you know, practices are going well. Everyone's showing out for showing up for the most part. Um, Curtis Sambo participated uh, in Tuesday's practice, but he had more of it looks like an off day here on Wednesday. Uh, Charles Lennell, he was ba- um, banged up a little bit as well and didn't prefer to sit on Wednesday. But again, this is all OTAs were all not too big of a deal. Um, Tony Gibson got back out there Wednesday after having a little bit of a rest days last week. So it's always good to see. Obviously, the biggest storyline is having no Terry McLaurin there. Um, personally, I don't really have a problem with it. Uh, he needs his money. He deserves his money. This team has waited too damn long to give him his money. Um, so And he has every right to sit out. Um, what if he gets hurt in minicamp and, you know, totally sets back his value? It's not worth it to him personally. Yes, it'd be great if he was there for the team, but this team knows who he is, knows the player and the person that he is. He knows the offense. It'd be great if he had, you know, more reps with uh, Carson Wentz, but they're both veterans. They're going to be fine um, come week one in September. So I don't really have a problem with that as all at all. And I'm sure Terry and Carson might link up during the summer anyways, um, in between the break from minicamp to training camp. So, um, again, I have no problem with it. Terry's going to take care of himself. Logan Thomas kind of echoed that sentiment um, when he talked to the media to said that, um, you know, his league uses you and you got to, you know, if you have one big chance to get paid, you got to go do it. You got to go do it. So this is probably Terry's big, big chance to get paid considering he's going to be 27 in September. Not that's old by any means, but, you know, probably is the biggest contract that he'll get throughout his career. So he deserves it. And uh, I have no problem with him waiting out, you know, waiting out the process. And obviously it's good to hear Ron be so um, positive about them getting a deal done and they're not going to trade him. and They're not going to do anything, go anywhere really without him. So that's all good to hear. But, you know, hopefully we hear some more actions than words or, you know, see some more actions than words because um, he needs to be locked up before training camp. There's no excuse for this team, this organization, not to lock down that guy considering he's the face of the franchise pretty much and you know he's an absolute you know great person off the field and a great player on the field so this team needs some good 
um, notoriety considering all the bad stuff that goes on with this whole, this organization, the way they operate. So giving Terry will be finally give some good PR for this organization that sorely needs it. Um, also, Chase Young going to start training camp on Pup, um, which totally makes sense. Obviously, towards ACL in November. Um, obviously, I don't think it's you know any you know certain that he'll be ready week one. If he's not, it's not a big deal. You know, have him sit out, have him become 100% healthy. I think this team has learned from past ACLs in the past that there's no reason to rush a guy back, especially when he has a premier player like Chase Young. So, no surprise at all. And then you know, take that you know rehab and a recovery process as slow as possible because they need him for the long haul, not for week one. So uh, again, that's totally no surprise that Chase is going to start training camp on Pup. And lastly, Logan Thomas said it looks like he's going to be, he's about 75% right now. He tore his ACL, MCL, and meniscus, which obviously is a really, really big injury. And he tore it a couple weeks after Chase, so he doesn't look like, I don't know if he'll be ready week one. Again, that's not the big a deal either. Let's not rush it back. Um, we got guys like John Bates, who you know is a really good blocking tight end and has developed a little more in the pass catching element. Tony Gainey Golden made the switch to tight end. It seemed like, while on to purposes, it's you know it's going pretty smoothly so far. Rookie Cole Turner. Um, the fifth rounder, he's going to be a really good receiver for them, at least in the red zone. And then Curtis Hodd is undrafted free agent. There's another guy to keep an eye on, along with Samus Reyes. So, um, yeah, it might be a little barren those first couple weeks if Logan's not able to play. But, again, you, you need them all, you know, towards the middle and end of the season. If he's not there, you know, for much of September, it, it, hopefully it won't break this team, especially with two, you know, weaker proponents per se on paper with the Jacksonville and Detroit in weeks one and week two. Okay, looking at the divisions, you have the NFC West. Um, start there. You know, start with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they re-signed James Conner. He had you know a really good bounce back year for them after a couple of down years in Pittsburgh. Double-digit touchdowns. Um, it was a good re-signing for them. They did lose um, uh, Chase Edmonds to the Dolphins, and that was a good one-two punch ahead in Arizona. So they could you know, they could use another running back to pair James Conner. Um, they traded for Marquis Brown on draft night. Um, a guy that obviously has a really good rapport with Kyler Murray going back to the Oklahoma days. Um, Brown's a really good number two receiver. Um, you know he, he's. Very, you know, skinny, very slight, um, has some drop issues in Baltimore. Um, didn't like the way they were using him, um, but he's going to probably fit in better with that offense, especially the way Cliff runs it and obviously the way Kyler operates and have that rapport with him, especially with DeAndre Hopkins suspended the first six games of the year. Uh, Marquise Brown and A.J. Green will be the top two receivers for them. Along with Rondell Moore, who I think is going to be a really good player in this league. Um, they re-signed Zach Ertz. He had a really good, you know, second half of the year for them after he was traded from Philly last year. Picked up Will Hernandez to come in and repeat at guard. In draft, they drafted tight end Trey McBride, who's already going to be the top 10 in, the, in this draft class coming from Colorado State. Um, he's a guy that's going to pair well with Zach Ertz. Uh, D and uh, Cameron Thomas is another good pick to uh, rotate along the defensive line for them. And Edge, uh, Maji Sanders is another guy that can come in and um, learn from Marcus Golden and guys like that to hopefully become an um, effective pass rusher for them. And then you have the world's champion Los Angeles Rams. Obviously, it was smart to get the Matt Stafford extension done. He's, you know, was absolute one of the main reasons they you know, were able to take that big step and get over the hedge and win the Super Bowl. Obviously, they already ex- obviously extended uh, Cooper Cup, uh, Aaron Donald, the best defensive player really of this generation. Um, so, you know, they're obviously stacked and loaded and ready to go. Uh, they designed Allen Robinson, who is a, is a stud receiver. He had a bad, not really a bad year for Chicago, but some injuries, but obviously a horrible quarterback situation. He's only going to be 29 in August. He's still very good. He's going to be a really good pairing with Cooper Cup. That was a great sign. And they traded Robert Woods really to make room for Allen Robinson. That's going to be kind of a loss, but, you know, having Allen Robinson. Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, um, and it looks like you know they eventually signed back Odell Beckham, um, but obviously they uh, they have some depth there at receiver as well. So and Tutu Atwell is another guy they drafted in the 2021 draft from Louisville, who's built like a Deshaun Jackson type. I could see him having a big impact for them this year on deep plays. They re-signed Joe Newboom, uh, left tackle, obviously uh, to take over for um, Andrew Whitworth, Brian Allen at center. 
Um, they signed Bobby Wagner, obviously a longtime Seattle linebacker. I'm sure he's going to be happy to play Seattle twice a year now. They traded back for Troy Hill from the Browns after he had a good career for the Rams. The first part of his career, he did kind of a bus year for Cleveland last year, but he's going to be comfortable right back at home in L.A. Uh, the draft guard, Logan Bruss from Wisconsin, to come in to compete, running back Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. I think it's going to be someone that can contribute for them really from day one, at least in a rotational role. And then cornerback Deion Kendrick from Georgia later in the draft. Um, he was a guy that came over from Clemson. He has some upside. I think he eventually could be a, a you know at least a nickel corner in the NFL. Then you have the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they signed receiver Raven McLeod to come in and be kind of a slot guy and power returner for them, come over from Pittsburgh. Um, edge rusher Kerry Hyder Jr., uh, Mo Hurst from the Raiders, uh, Hassan Ridgeway. They re-signed corners to Dark Wesenard, Dante Johnson, Jason Verrett. Uh, they, their biggest signing was cornerback Traverius Ward from the Chiefs, who had a good career the first four years of his young career with the Kansas City Chiefs, becoming probably the number one quarter for San Francisco. They could use some help at corner. Um, obviously, they re-signed those guys, but Ward's going to be the number one corner. Sa- safety George Odom from coming over from the Colts, more of a special teamer, but he's going to be a guy that probably going to start for them coming over and replacing J- uh, Jokarski Tart, who they not re- re-signed. Um, obviously, the biggest um, news for them is not having Debo Samuel happy. At least he did show up for mandatory minicamp. Yeah. He asked for a trade, um, and he's a guy that, you know, is going to be someone that that offense is built around. He plays, obviously, running back receiver, though he's been upset about playing running back, but this would made him such an effective weapon for San Francisco last year. Um, so he's a guy that they need to get be happy, get happy and give him an extension because he did, well deserves it. Um, they drafted edge rusher Drake, Jack, Drake Jackson from USC. Um, running back Tyron, uh, Tyrion Davis Price, excuse me, Davis Price from LSU. He had a thousand yards for LSU, and the way Kyle Shanahan is able to pull out running backs, he could be a thousand yards of rushing for them in year one or year two, especially if they have some injuries. The guys like Elijah Mitchell, receiver Danny Gray from SMU is a speedster. He's a guy that's going to come in and compete in that slot role with Ray McLeod, and guard Spencer uh, Burr from, from UTSA is another guy that could play tackle and guard, but another good pick for them. Then you have Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, the biggest news for them was trading Russell Wilson. The long-term franchise quarterback, Super Bowl-winning quarterback for them. Obviously, it looked like he wanted out, and that's the decision they went, and they got back Drew Locke um, and Noah Fant and Shelby Harris since, obviously, multiple draft picks. Um, Drew, Drew Locke and Geno Smith are competing for that quarterback role. Very interesting the way Seattle's going to go about it, but that's what their plan is right now. They're going to lean on Rashad Penny if they re-sign at running back and drafted Kenneth Walker to the uh, third from Michigan State. It's going to be a good one-two punch for Seattle. They're obviously going to lean in the running game. They signed Marquise Godwin to come in and, uh, compete behind DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Defensive line, I already the aforementioned Shelby Harris coming for the Broncos is a really solid. Um, going to be more of a D tackle for them in their four three defense, but he's a good solid veteran to have in that locker room. Quinn Jefferson, another defensive lineman they brought up. Uchessa, Uchenna Nuoso coming from the Chargers. Um, he's going to play now a four three DN role for them after he was a three four linebacker in the Chargers. He's a guy that can get seven eight sacks for them now that he has a more featured role. Um, bringing cornerbacks Artie Burns, Jessica Coleman, um, re-signed Cindy Jones. They re-signed Quadre Diggs, who's a really you know, solid safety and you know probably one of the top five, top six um, at his position. Um, but he's a guy that you know that they had to get back. He tore his, he broke his leg towards the end of the year, but he's healthy now and someone that's you know going to obviously be a good uh, piece of having that secondary. They drafted Charles Cross in the first round to be a left tackle. They've had some problems with left tackle. Um, and he's going to be the guy that's going to come in and protect Drew Locke or Geno Smith's blindside. Boy, Amafe was a good pick for Minnesota in the second round. Um, he had doubled his sacks here last year and had a really good senior bowl. Uh, Kenneth Walker III, third, already mentioned. Abraham Lucas, another guy that can probably play right tackle coming from Washington State. And cornerbacks Kobe Bryant and Tyreek Woolen. Um, Tyreek Woolen, 6'4", 205, ran a 4'2", I'm really intrigued by him. Um, and Kobe Bryant had a really nice four-year career at Cincinnati. So they're bringing some more of that, some youth into that secondary that's kind of needed it um, after you know the leaving of the Legion of Boom. So the way I see that division, obviously, I have the Rams winning that division. 
we go 49ers second, Cardinals third, and Seattle fourth. Um, Cardinals and 49ers definitely could be playoff teams. If not, probably will be playoff teams. But the Rams, I think, obviously are the class of NFC West. Then you have AFC West, which obviously was all the buzz this offseason as of all the moves they made. Um, every team made, you know, one, you know, big move after another. You know, start with the Denver Broncos. They have a new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. They obviously quitted covering over from the Green Bay Packers. They were, you know, the recipient of Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks trade. Obviously, they gave up guys I already mentioned, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, multiple draft picks. But Russell's a guy that's, you know, really going to elevate that team and, you know, get them in the playoffs. They re-signed Melvin Gordon at running back, um, brought over Lyman Billy Turner from the Packers, stole Randy Gregor from Dallas. It wouldn't look like Randy Gregor was going to re-up with Dallas. Um, he's a guy that obviously can be double digit sash him like he was with Dallas last year. Um, B.J. Jones is a good um, interior run stuffer coming over from the 49ers. Kyle Williams is a, corner, a slot corner that's going to come in and start for them at slot. And they re-signed safety Kareem Jackson, who's been at Denver the last couple of years and is a really good veteran presence. Um, in the draft, they drafted Ed Rusher, <coughs> excuse me, Nick Bonito, and then a tight end Greg Dulick from UCLA. He's going to be someone they're going to um, pair with Albert Abumakon, um from Missouri from a couple of years ago. He's going to be a starting tight end, Albert Ubukon from Missouri, after Noah Fant was traded. He's a guy that has some upside. And Dulo's another guy that's going to come in and, you know, give someone Russell Wilson to uh, throw to in the, in the middle of the field. And quarterback Demari Mathis is another good pick for them to uh, provide some depth in that secondary room. Then you have the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, their biggest move was the, you know, departure of Tyreek Hill, the trade they got from the Dolphins. They got five draft picks back, but obviously lost the most explosive wide receiver in recent memory. Um, and obviously, it's a big loss for Patrick Mahomes in that offense. They did. They signed Ronald Jones to come in um, to fill out that running back room to go with Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Uh, they signed Juju Smith-Schuster from the Steelers, who's obviously a very good soccer receiver. He can play on the outside, doesn't have the you know game-breaking element that Tyreek Hill is, but obviously a solid, short-handed receiver. Marquez Valdez Scantling, the receiver from coming over the Packers, he has you know deep speed, four-three speed. Um, give you a little bit what Tyreek Hill has, but obviously he's not Tyreek Hill. Um, linebacker Jermaine Carter Jr. coming over from the Panthers. Uh, DB Lonnie Johnson from the Texans. That was a nice little under the radar trade to get him for a seventh round pick. He's a guy that can you know play corner and safety. In the draft, in the first round, they took cornerbacks Trent McDuffie from Washington. Um, he's a guy. Kansas City Chiefs really needs some help at cornerback, especially after Travaris Ward left for agency to the 49ers. Um, they also drafted uh, Ed Rusher George Carl Carl from Purdue. Someone they could pair with Frank Clark. Receiver Sky Moore from Western Michigan. Another explosive deep threat. You know four two four three speed. They're trying to you know replicate what, what um. Tyra Hill gave him the sky more as a guy that's someone that can uh, Patrick Mahomes can look to from day one. They have say, safety Brian Cook from Cincinnati. Linebacker Leo Chanel from Wisconsin I really liked. Um, he had a really, really good pro day, which elevated his draft stock. And then guard Darian Kennard from Kentucky. He can start in this league. Now, they, they looks like they're going to get, you know, back-to-back years. Um, steal the interior lineman when they drafted Trey Smith last year late in the draft. And now they got Darian Kennard this year in 2022. Then you have Las Vegas Raiders. You know, they have a new head coach, Josh McDaniels, coming over for a second stint. Now coming over from the uh, New England Patriots. They gave their car an extension who deserves, you know, he's a top 12 quarterback in this league. He does, he gets a lot of, you know, bad rap, but he's a very, very solid NFL quarterback. Brought over Brandon Bolden, the running back from the Patriots to come in and be a pass running role to go with Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. The biggest move, obviously, is getting the best receiver in the NFL, Devonta Adams from the Packers, which obviously was a stunner, considering everyone thought he was going to re-up with Green Bay after Aaron Rodgers decided to stay. But you got to respect Devontae's decision. He's going with his best friend, Derek Carr, from the days at Fresno State. And obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to not play maybe two or three more years. Derek Carr is obviously going to play a lot longer. So you got to do what's best for him. And now the Raiders are the best receiver in the NFL. They also signed the depth receivers in Keenan Keelan Cole and Demarcus Robinson. Um, guys that, you know, three or four, you know, role receiver types and someone that can compete behind Devontae and uh, Hunter Renfro. Um, 
they gave Max Crosby an extension, who's you know one of the better young pass rushers in the NFL. He deserves it. They brought over Chandler Jones from the Cardinals, so still one of the best pass rushers in the league, even at the age of 32, 33. Um, and the guy that's still going to give you double-digit sacks year after year. And defensive tackle Belay Nichols coming over from the Bears. Linebackers Jayon Brown, Kyler Fackrell. We're good uh, depth signings. Cornerback uh, Kenny Young and Anthony Averett both coming over from the Ravens. Um, you know, good depth to have that cornerback room. Rocky Sin, they got from the uh, Yannick Ngakwe trade from the Colts. He's going to be a starting corner for them. He had a good year last year for the Colts and they really started to take off in his career. And they also brought over Deron Harmon, the safety from the Patriots, to compete um, and, and with um, Jonathan Abram. The draft, they drafted Dallin Parham from Memphis, um, a guard. You know, the Raiders still have some suspect offensive line play, so that was a good uh, draft for them. Good draft pick for them. Running back Zamir White from Georgia. Um, they didn't pick up Josh Jacobs' fifth year option, so maybe Zamir White's the guy they're looking to be, be their lead running back here in a year or two. And then defensive tackle Matthew Butler from Tennessee. He's a little underrated. Could have gone a little higher, and you know, someone that you know come in eventually be a starter for them by year two or year three. Last in the division, you have the Los Angeles Chargers. And you start with the Mike Williams extension. They got him done for three years, sixty million. And he's a guy that's you know really good, big target for Justin Herbert and had a really good breakout year for them where he was able to stay healthy and give Herbert someone to throw to opposite of Keenan Allen. They brought over Gerald Everett from the Seahawks. He's going to be their starting tight end. I like that pick. I like that pickup. Um, Everett's a guy I really liked going back to his Ram days in Seattle. Um, he's good in the slot and obviously the tight end position, but I think someone that Herbert can look to now in the middle of the field and in the seams. Brought over DeAndre Carter from Washington to be a you know, really good kick returner as he was in Washington. Defensive tackle Sebastian Joseph Day came over from the Rams. Um, the Chargers would have had the worst rush defense in the NFL last year, and Sebastian Joseph Day will be, you know, a big part of trying to rectify that. Also, Austin Johnson, another interior lineman coming from the Giants, was a big signing. We got Khalil Mack for a second round, who now in his early 30s, but you know, pairing him with Joey Bosa is going to be, you know, crazy for AFC West quarterbacks to go, you know, go against, you know, twice a year. Brad of Illinois from the Patriots, you know, obviously still a good quality linebacker. Bryce Callahan from the Broncos, good slot corner. And J.C. Jackson was a big signing coming over the Patriots. Um, leads the NFL in interception in his last, you know, his first four years of his career. And I expect that to continue um, there in L.A. In the draft, they drafted um, Zion Johnson, guard from Boston College in the first round. He was my number one interior offensive lineman. Really like him. Uh, safety JT Woods from Baylor was another good pickup for them to pair with Derwin James. Running back Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M. I'm a fan of to, you know, come in and compete with, well, not really compete, but give, you know, more of a power element to go with um, starting running back Austin Eckler and then lineman uh, Jamari Saylor from Georgia. I like they can play center and guard and a little bit of tackle. So they got some more versatility on the offensive line to help protect one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL and Justin Herbert. So this division, you know, all four of these teams could and should go to the playoffs. Um, they're going to beat up each other on uh, beat up on each other all year. Um, really tough for me to pick, even though you know the Chiefs got rid of you know Tyree Kill. I can't go against Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. I'm going to go Chiefs number one. I'm going to go Chargers number two. I'm really a big believer in that Justin Herbert led offense. I'm going to go the Broncos. Actually, I'm going to go the Raiders number three. I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. And Derek Carr's new connection or old connection going by the president's eight days. And I think Josh Daniels, you know, learned a lot from his first stint with the Broncos. And he's going to put it, you know, into play here at the second stint now with the Las Vegas Raiders and then with the Broncos last. Um, obviously, that could be controversial, but I've said all four of those teams, I would be surprised if, you know, whoever wins the division, um, all in all of them are going to have, you know, great seasons and someone's going to make a run deep in the AFC playoffs. Well, that, that includes the Rumor League episode. Commanders held mandatory minicamp this week. Obviously, Terry wasn't there. There's other storyline, but you know it's good to see that this team is, you know, practicing well. You know, everyone's, you know, had some good notes to go from, and you know, and the, you know, this portion of the offseason is strong enough before they start training camp next month. The NFC West will be a three-team race. You know, excluding Seattle and the AFC West. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if any four of those teams get on top, and I expect at least one or two of them to have a deep playoff run. 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout 21, Instagram at Roman League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.